Today's podcast is being brought to you by the higher power because it's out there, right? Right? Welcome to Down with Joe DeRosa. One guest, one topic, one hour, and I'm Joe DeRosa. Today's topic, drinking, something I'm a big supporter of. And so are most people. The percentage of North Americans that drink has varied through the years, but it's always somewhere around 65 or 68%. That's a lot. Drug use, significantly lower. Only 9.2% of the population uses drugs. But that's still... 23.9 million Americans. And some of those people are only 12 years old. Drugs are good. But booze is so fun. Look at the various activities that take place in the average bar. Drunken sports fans cheering for teams they love. College girls singing karaoke ballads to adoring patrons. People in green hats with shamrock cheeks. Screaming the lyrics to Come on Eileen. Men doing shots out of women's belly buttons. Husky guys sharing hot wings with other Husky guys and businessmen buying rounds of drinks for their employees. What a scene. What a lovely, lovely scene. If booze weren't involved, it'd be totally different. None of these people would be supporting one another. They wouldn't even be there. It's a bar. Why would you be in a bar if there wasn't booze? They'd all be somewhere else. Some plain old restaurant sitting quietly while Come On Eileen played faintly in the background. Have you ever heard that song, Sober? It fucking blows. So thank booze for it sounding good once in a while. But some folks don't like alcohol. They say it's bad for you. Some folks choose diet soda instead. Why is it that everybody who's sober drinks diet soda? And diet soda causes cancer, yet people still drink it, sometimes all day long. Think about that. When it comes to the average intake of the average person, alcohol is technically healthier for you than diet soda because you don't drink alcohol at the same rate. Also, alcohol doesn't taste like NutraSweet and shit, but so many people, fueled by a delusion of health, stop drinking booze. And then there are those that see booze as a crutch. Well, it is. But what's so bad about that? We all use crutches every day to get by. Mood stabilizers, therapy, church, exercise, junk food, porn. I'd be hard-pressed to think of one person I know that doesn't drink and still avoids using any one of those other items or substances in its place. And I realize you might be thinking, but some of those things on that list are good for you. Of course they are. Of course they are. I never said alcohol was good for you, even though it actually is if it's utilized correctly. I'm just saying it's not bad. And I know some people have drinking problems. They need to treat alcohol like a friend that you had when you were 12 that always got you into trouble. Keeping the safe distance, right? Yeah, sure. We've all heard the horror stories these types of people tell. I was blacked out, woke up in a warehouse, covered in blood, dead cat. And then there are the other folks, you know, the ones that for some reason just plain don't drink. Not because of any insane incident or horrific decision they made under the influence. They just don't do it. And Whatever your reason is for not drinking, if you're one of those people, I just can't figure you out. And my guest today is one of those people. Uh, since the moment we met as writers on the Pete Holmes show... He became literally one of the funniest guys I know. He's one half of the comedy sketch duo Team Submarine, and their new album, Glass Matthew, is available now, and it's hilarious. Buy it. 
Also, check out his solo stand-up if you ever get the chance. He can be seen all the time around L.A. and in New York City. You're not going to be disappointed. Nate Fernald, everybody. Hello. Hi, Nate. Hi, Joe. How's it going? Pretty good. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thanks for having me. You already, you have the voice of a man that's never drank or done drugs. <laughs> like, uh, it's... It's immediately you immediately immediately identifies you. As I've somebody. also got the body of one. You you do you do. For those of you that might not know what Nate looks like, tiny, little little boy, tiny, tiny little, little boy. boy, um, looking but thirty years old. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I just got. <laughs> I showed you the thing that happened today, the MTV thing. Yeah, the, some MTV reality show tweeted at me like a reality dating show and they said hey nate uh we think you'd be great on our show you should audition for it uh and then i tweeted back at them i'm 30 and then they tweeted back bummer <laughs> <laughs> and then i tweeted back uh it's cool what are you guys up to this weekend i don't really have any plans down to do something crazy or just chill let me know <laughs> and they never got back to me I like how the MTV show was like, oh, wait, you're not a child? Forget it. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Um, Nate, you are a very young-looking man. Mm -hmm. I mean, at 30 years old, I I'd say it's almost borderline. You could almost think you got that Webster disease <laughs> or that Ralph Macchio. Ralph Macchio didn't have a disease, but he was like 40, what was he, 49 when they did the Karate Kid? <laughs> looked like he was 15, <laughs> you know? You, you're a young-looking guy. Uh -huh. Has that uh, had any influence on your lifestyle when it came to substance abuse? No. I, I mean, I might look like that because of not abusing substances. That might sure. have had a hand in it. Uh, so, someone once told me I would make a great bait on To Catch a Predator. Uh, I think I told you that. Did you? Yeah, I told you that. Because I think I'd make an even better predator. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. <laughs> it's a flawless plan. That's a good scheme. But I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't know how old I was. <laughs> That's so funny, man. Yeah, I one of my dream sketches to do with Nate uh, is is to do a to catch a predator thing where he's the bait, um, but he keeps fucking all the guys, <laughs> and then I keep coming in as director, like. Nate, you gotta stop fucking the guys. <laughs> but I didn't know. <laughs> That's my catchphrase. <laughs> yeah, and then a slide whistle goes off. Um, I mean, well, here's the thing. I absolutely agree that the avoidance of substance abuse probably does lead you to looking more youthful, obviously. It gives you a healthier look, a better color right in your face. Um, but I do think it's interesting that you're a guy that looks young, um, but also has a lot of younger interests. Um, you know, you're you're into cartoons and comic books and jerking off, jerking it. <laughs> yeah, you know, like so. I guess what I'm saying is, since you sort of identify with a younger demographic, well, that's a fair statement, right? In so many in so many ways, does that in any way lent itself to you not? wanting to get into i'm not trying to make it sound like you hang out with kids yeah you know what i mean but you, not that many but you have an innocence about you is what i'm saying like you know i'm uh yeah i'm an untouched little angel I think. you really are um i don't know i mean i've always like since i was a kid been into you know like reading and music playing music listening to music and it's it, like that's always been my my hobby 
my hobbies and that, that might have something to do with like i i like i like those things a lot so i just keep doing those things i'm also like a creature of habit like i find i go to a restaurant i find the one thing i like that's all i get forever every time i go there so it's like right you know i, I know that i have fun doing the things i do so it's like i just Keep doing those things. Right. No, I remember uh, we share a love for Pizza Hut. And I remember the first time I ever asked you, oh, you like Pizza Hut too. What did you get last night when you went there? And you went, oh, plain pizza breadsticks. And I was like, oh, Nate's one of those guys. Like he's got the he's got the pattern thing. Like I could tell yeah. just by the inflection, the way you said it. I, I remember once I saw a thing with Seinfeld where he was in a diner and the waitress was like, what do you want? What, what will you have? And he just goes, cheeseburger, french fries. And I was like, I could hear him in my head, like going home after that and talking to his wife and being like, you get the cheeseburger, you get the fries. That's what you get at the diner. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he strikes me as that kind of guy. Maybe he's not. I don't know. But you're definitely that. How dude. come it's not called a cheese hamburger? It's still <laughs> a hamburger. There's just cheese on it. And there's no ham. <laughs> There's no ham in either. <laughs> Cheeseburger is more of a, ha a hamburger than a hamburger. It's still a burger, but that was a word made up to describe it. <laughs> but, you know, so here's the thing. Let's let's get into the, the, the nitty gritty of why you do or don't drink. Mm. You're a creature of habit. Yeah. So, therefore, your habit was always to not do it, so you don't do it. Never a temptation, never a curiosity, never what's this all about? No, not not at all. And that's the weird, like, that's that's like the, the honest truth about it. And I'm not against it. Like, my girlfriend drinks, uh, all my friends drink a lot. Now, will, will your girlfriend drink to the point of drunk? Um, She won't get, like, crazy to the point where she's puking all over the place. Right. But, but Shitting, she, though, maybe? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she'll, she'll blast them out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got you. I got you. Uh, That's cool. That's cool. All I mean, most of my friends are comedians, and sure, they drink. I'm your friend. I've drank heavily in front of you. Yeah, before. yeah, yeah. I um, mean, and it does. I gotta admit, it feels kind of weird. It it's a, actually it's funny. Like there are some friends who I can tell it feel weird about it, and right. some don't. Like some friend, like I had a friend once who was like talking to someone about like like yeah, thinking to get in high later, and then I walked in the room and I heard like. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, anyways, uh, well, you know, uh, give me a call. Like, clearly changing the subject. Like, dad just walked in the room. Sure, yeah, yeah. It's like, dude, I don't fucking care, man. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I, I, I say this to you all the time, but like, you know, whenever I'm out with Nate, I'm such a, you know, fucking, uh, I'd say dejected would be a good word to describe <laughs> me. Dejected person. I, I literally mumble to myself when I'm angry. <laughs> I curse the skies. <laughs> uh, I'm like an old man. I'm like a 98 year old man uh, in in a 36 year old's body. And when I when I go out with Nate, and I've said this to you, I feel like I'm like taking my nephew out for the day. You have you have such a an, an innocent boyish quality to you that I almost feel bad. I do mean. You think I'm making funny when I say it? I'm uh. not. I mean it. When I eat lunch with you, I feel like I should be paying for the lunch. I feel like it's not right to accept money from you. I feel like you need a protector in this world. We've got Joe. We've got the same job. I know. I know. That's why it's so weird. It's like, but, but it's, it's, you, you trigger. I think you remind me of me from a certain period of my life. Oh, I want to meet that Joe. And that, 
I don't know. He was actually more of a prick than the one <laughs> I am uh, because I hadn't found any outlets yet. It yeah. was all just stuck inside. Well, I there, there are some people who, who, who I can tell feel a little weird drinking around me. I, I don't give a shit at all. And, like, I try very hard to make sure, like, you know, like, I'm not, like, giving you, like, weird eyes or anything or being like, you're going to... You're gonna drink that thing, you know? Right. Um, and I'm I'm totally open to people doing whatever they want. But like, why do you why do you feel weird? Like why? why? Yeah, I wonder like, is it a thing where like uh, do you feel bad about drinking in general? So then when you're with someone who's not doing it, does it like No or, or you do not? No, no, no. Um no you should, Joe. It's a terrible head. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't feel bad about it in general. I'm uh I'm a huge proponent of it. Yeah. Um, I I don't think no. I think it's got its place. I think some people, obviously, as I said in the intro, I'm not saying I'll never do it. I like. I want to be there when you do it. And you've told me before you have that offer uh, from a million people. Yeah, there's, uh, like if every offer I've gotten still stands, if I started drinking today, I could drink for free for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. Here's the thing. That's been my plan the whole time. <laughs> that would be something I would do. Brilliant. Yeah. Nate's also very cheap, everybody. Yeah. Uh, Only with myself, though. I, I, I'm I not cheap with other people. Right, right. Um, Like, I tip well. I get my friends good presents. Yeah. Uh, but I treat myself like garbage. Yeah, and you're, you're also good to, to the audience. You told me once that you bought 30 chicken foot CDs. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, I will spend any amount of money for a bit. <laughs> Okay, the more expensive the bit and the less people that can enjoy it, the funnier it is to me. <laughs> Jesus, you're like your own Andy. You're like Andy Kaufman and Bob's Smuda in one body. You're like, we'll just do it, right? Um, um, but here's the thing. I mean, when I did I, that jelly bean trick to you, that cost me five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had prank jelly beans that tasted like shit, and I was giving them out to everybody, and I got Nate with it, and he got so offended that his prank back to me was filling my prank jelly beans with delicious jelly beans. <laughs> so then I cu- I was given the prank ones everybody, and they were like, these taste fine. They're it good. It was what so funny because you were losing your mind. You're like, ah, because you're like giving this whole story. You're like, you got to try these new jelly beans. You got to <laughs> try them. And they try them, and you'd be like, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. And they'd eat one and be like, yeah, it's pretty good. It tastes like a regular jelly bean. And you'd be like, uh, try this one. And you just like <laughs> keep trying to get them to try more. <laughs> Yeah, they would literally just be like, I don't want any more jelly beans. <laughs> was, I've tasted them. They're they're pretty good, man. And I, oh, it was such a fucking rotten tr- trick. God damn it. Uh, uh, but Nate, a thoughtful guy, when he told me he did it, he was like, it was days later, and he goes, don't worry, dude. I still got your bad jelly beans if you want them back. <laughs> they're I in love, a Ziploc in my backpack. Right yeah, I, I love that you saved them. New York. Hey, man, you spent money on those. I don't want to just throw them in the garbage. Well, th- this is the funny thing. The New York comics I hung out with would never, would not only have saved them, would have taken great joy in destroying them in front of me in some way, especially if I couldn't get any more of them. They would take such, that was like a classic Keith Robinson, Robert Kelly, Bill Burr, like Steve Byrne, like all my buddies from New York. We would knock, you'd knock anything out of the other guy's hand. The, there was nothing better than a guy walking up with his meal in his hands on the street. Like, I just bought these two hot dogs. I'm starving. If you could smash them to the ground, it was the fun, one of the funniest things I've ever Who seen. Who are you people? <laughs> it was, Nate, trust me, that was my reaction when I first experienced it. And then when you do it to somebody, it's the funniest thing of all time. 
I remember once I was doing the Just for Last Festival in Montreal, and we were doing a show to promote our book, Cheat. And we were doing Cheat Live, and it was Bill Burr, Robert Kelly, and me. And Bobby and me were up in the green room, and they had all these, like, you know, like hors d'oeuvres out, you know, like green room snacks for you. It was very nice of them. And our friend Brian Baldinger, who uh, was a producer at Just for Laughs, uh, and was in charge of our show, he came into the green room, and they got these snacks just laid out beautifully, right? And he picks up these two bags of, of fancy nuts, and he's like, hey, guys, these are really good, actually. You should try them. They're unopened, whatever, right? I immediately, I smack them out of his hands. They go to the ground, and without any, no, there was no conspiring, nothing. Bobby just jumps up into the air as high as he can and lands with one foot perfectly on each bag. They bags pop and crush nuts. Just, just that's it. Nobody gets these. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. I think it's funny that you think it's funny. That's what I'm laughing. Yeah, at. it's 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 <laughs> sick humor, but it's funny to me. It's funny to me. Which to to circle us back around to to the subject at hand, you know, I I think that's why. Follow me, because this is going to sound a little convoluted, but I think that's why I feel guilty a bit around you when I drink. Mm. Uh, it's. I think we found some some common thread here with the with the with the prank stuff. You know, we have a similar sense of humor, right? Mm-hmm. And we both like pranks and goofs and whatever. But you have a line still that you draw where you're like, "Why are you? That, this is funny over there. That's not funny. That's mean." And I think when I'm around you and I'm drinking in front of you, like I said, I think I start to see an old version of myself and a thing that maybe has faded away or has been coarsened, or whatever you want to call it. And I just kind of feel like, man, Nate Nate held on to it. He stayed in there in the good zone. And I'm over here like, give me a fucking yeah. <laughs> Gold Schlager now. I don't want to look at myself. <laughs> Slapping waitresses' bottoms. Yeah. <laughs> Pushing food out of nerds' hands. <laughs> You got it mixed up. Pushing food out of waitresses' hands and slapping nerds' bottoms. That's how I do it. Now that I like. <laughs> but... I think that's what it is. It's it's. This is one thing. Now, I, I don't feel so bad doing it in front of you that I wouldn't do it in mm. front of you. It's not like I can't deal with it or something. But I do get a little bit of guilt um, because I say there's a guy that has seemingly had a great time through life without ever touching a drop or a, or a puff or a sniff of anything. And... You know, I, I had a bit in my act about this. Like, people that are like, I don't drink. I don't need it. It's like, how good is your self-esteem? I don't... Who looks at this world and goes, looks good to me. Don't need to fog that up at all. <laughs> That's all I want to do constantly. It's just like, please, fog it up. I can't deal with this. Everything is horrible. And it's it's amazing to me that you don't imbibe because we have very similar fears. Like, we'll talk about... You know, we talk about, like, we talked about J Church, the band J Church that we both really like. And you said, how'd the guy die? And I said, it's some weird, like, kidney disease. It was really sad. And you were like, oh, my God, I can't. Don't tell me that. I can't handle it. I can't. And, and we had that long discussion about when somebody dies and it's so unfair, you can't deal with it. But if you can find some sort of logical trace, you know, logical steps to trace, 
to why they died, then it's a much more palatable. Yeah, right? like, like whenever I see, like I read a music site and it, say, and it says like a musician has died, I like click it. I'm like, oh, be drugs. Come on, be drugs, be drugs. Again. Yeah. Because when it's drugs, you can, you can at least like, you know, not to say that like addiction isn't like a serious like sure problem, I know what you mean but like to be like well at least they kind of had a, like at least somehow it could have been avoided you know yeah like, exactly different circumstances but like there's logic in the world but when it's just like oh just a thing in their body exploded and then they died like out of nowhere or just car crash yeah just got oh. no car. when i hear stories about a car crash i literally sit there and i'm like please tell me they were drunk Please tell me they were being yeah. irresponsible. And it's like, no, they were they were fine. They just this crazy thing happened. They had someone a patch. else was being drunk. <laughs> that or yeah. they had a patch of ice or yeah. whatever. It's fucking horrible. I can't do it. But this is what's fascinating when it comes to you versus me. Mm. Okay. Uh we both feel like that. My instinct is fuck, you only live once. There's no rhyme or reason. Let's let's fucking take the brakes off tonight and get a little stupid and, mm -hmm. and go to the other place. And you're just like, no, I don't need it, man. Well, like, see, I'm very envious of that. I'm kind of like that, but in a different ways. So I'm, I'm like, oh, geez, we're only here for so long. Like, I want to read as many books as I can, listen to as many records as I can, like, ha you know, have as many fun hangouts. You know, like. I do that, too. Yeah, but like. <laughs> just dump booze on top of it. <laughs> you ever read Drunk? It's fun, man. Drunk reading. <laughs> I'll do it. You know it'd be funny if, like, like your intro for the show, if that if I heard your intro while I was, he was like, huh, he's right, and then just like started <laughs> drinking immediately on the show. What what are you are you do you have a fear of drugs? I I have a slight fear of drugs. Um, I would I, feel so bad if I ever did any drug in front of you. Don't feel bad, man. Oh my god, I would feel terrible. Go for it. I'm still a good hang. I would feel. I just wouldn't feel right. Were you at the rap party last year? Yeah, you were there. Yeah. Uh, like, do you remember towards the end of the night, people started playing Jenga? Yeah. And I was going pretty crazy on that Jenga game. And then when I was leaving, I was driving some people home, and all these people were coming to me like, hey, man, you sure you can drive these people home? I'm like, yeah, I'm 100% sober right now. And they're like, I saw you playing Jenga. You're not sober. <laughs> I'm like, no, <laughs> I just got real into Jenga. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like this is the thing with drinking. Um, it's It takes you... It takes you to, eventually, it takes you to a certain place mm -hmm. where Jenga can't be fun anymore unless you drink on top of it. That sounds like a world I don't want to live in. Well, man. that's... Jenga can't be fun? <laughs> that's what I'm envious of yeah. with you. By the way, the last time I played Jenga, yes, we were drinking, and yes, three times in a row, as soon as they finished <laughs> setting the entire tower up, I knocked <laughs> it over. <laughs> Oh man! And they fell for it three times. Yeah, you're definitely not coming to my Jenga league. <laughs> <laughs> One of the funniest things I've ever witnessed and gotten to do. You're a uh, bully. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so funny. But you gotta, you gotta do shit like that with guys. I wouldn't. Here's the thing, Nate. I would never do that to you because you're not a guy to do that with. Because I wouldn't do that back to you. Exactly. You need the guy that's, that would do that back. The guy I did that to that got so mad three times in a row that I knocked the Jenga over is my friend that literally will slap me in the face when I'm not expecting it. So it's just like, it's okay. You know what I mean? We used to play a game in his basement when we get drunk. And he had this gigantic textbook. It was like the biggest textbook that I've ever seen in my life that he had from college, some fucking chemistry book or something. 
And um, we used to hide behind the door in his basement. We had a basement. He had a really nice house, but his basement was unfinished, and we called it Basement of Wasted. We'd go down there and just get, like, cat piss fucking drunk. And um, we would hide behind the door. You'd have to go upstairs to pee, and you'd hide behind the door with the textbook, and another guy would come down, and, and he'd shut the door, and he wouldn't have his wits about him because he was drunk, and you'd hit him across the head as hard as you could with the textbook. Oh and we would laugh so hard, including the guy that got hit. Like, the guy would be holding his head like, eh, and, like, we would just laugh. It was like a real pussy version of Jackass, basically. <laughs> it was nowhere near as hardcore as Jackass, but it was our version. Yeah, my, see, my version of that, though, would be like, hey, guess where I hid the book? <laughs> <laughs> it would be. That's why you're hilarious, though. I think that's so funny. I hid their book. <laughs> <laughs> I told them where it was, but <laughs> eventually... But for like 15 minutes, they had no idea where that book was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had the gorilla's book, everybody. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. The, uh, but my point is, just like with, with back to the Jenga thing, look, maybe you can one day get back there, but like I love that you're a guy that could literally sit and, and get into a mean game of Jenga. And like I theoretically could as part of the night. But it would have to be coupled with, okay, now let's go to the bar and get a beer or something. You yeah, know I'd, I mean? I'd have to go to bed immediately after. That would just take it all out of me. What? A mean game of Jenga. Oof. <laughs> like, what's your thing? Like, And that's the thing. I don't mean to make it sound like every time I hang out socially, I have to drink. I don't mean it like mm. that. Like, when we went to Barcade mm. uh, for a birthday party recently, we, um, I didn't drink at all. It was a bar that had arcade games. I didn't drink at all. Because I played arcade games. That yep. was fun. So I guess that's a version of Jenga. But um, when I really need to do it is like when Friday night hits, and this is what I want to know, your secret. When Friday night hits, it's been a 60-hour work week. I'm fucking just cooked. Mm -hmm. I have essentially a four-hour window to make fun happen. You hit fast forward, and you have a few drinks, and now you're flying and having fun and let's see where the night takes us what do you do on a night like that you don't have somebody to play jenga with what the fuck do you do uh like my favorite thing to do would be like oh i'm gonna go home put on the new record i got and put on my good headphones really and really really dig into it really um or i mean hang out with friends like i'll go i'll go out to the bar that you're at like <clears throat> last friday night I went to my friend's birthday at El Chavo, and everyone there was drinking, and mm -hmm. I, I had I had a great time, right? Like, hanging out with my pals. That's great. It's uh, um, and that I think that's a reason I haven't needed um drugs or alcohol yet. So it's like I don't know, maybe if I got to a real dark place, I'd go there. But like I I, I haven't needed it, so I'm like, why spend the six dollars on a drink? Sure, I absolutely. Could, I could save that six bucks. Absolutely. Well, I mean, it's, it's, uh, I just thought to myself, it's six bucks. I mean, if it was only six bucks, it's never one drink for six bucks. It's, it's an $89 bar tab. Oh my God. Two hours later or whatever, or, you know, that, and that's, it can get a lot worse than that. I remember, I think it was Sean Patton telling me once, 
He was like, yeah, I had too much fun the other night. I put my card down, and I was just buying shots for everybody. And he was like, I had like a $200 bar tab. Oh, man, my friend Steve used to do that in Chicago. He'd get drunk and just like keep buying drinks for everybody. And then the next day, he'd be like, what the fuck did I do? Like, he's like, that was $400. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, that's my friend Scott's like that. He throws the card down and just. He's like, he's the facilitator. Let's yeah. get the party going. He's also the Jenga guy, and he's also the textbook guy and the slap-in-the-face guy. He's a, he's a fun guy to drink with. <laughs> uh, but, well, he, I guess that's what, uh, what I was saying about, like, it, drinking will eventually take you to a certain place where maybe, there, maybe it is a point of no return um, because you said, like you said, I haven't needed it yet. Here's the thing. I was you uh, up through my 12th grade year in high school, like, I was like, drink, like what? I, I'd look down on it. I was like, people that fucking drink? Because all my friends drank in high school. All my friends smoked pot, too. And I, I just was like, I was, for all intents and purposes, a straight-edge kid. Uh, the sex part was more, you know, just by circumstance, you know. But, hey, I owned it. <laughs> Made it look like I was doing it on purpose. Um, but, you know, it was just... Uh, <clears throat> I, I I was like I you don't need that you don't need that and then I remember <clears throat> my senior prom we drank and I was like oh, I'll try it I'll try anything and the second buzzed hit I was like this is the best thing I've ever done in my life and it was the same thing with pot uh, I didn't smoke pot till the end of my freshman year in college and I remember when it worked it took four times and then it finally worked. And when it worked, I was just like, hello, everything. One of the first things that ever happened to me when I was genuinely high was I heard Pavement, the song AT&T by Pavement. And you think that song's amazing now, Nate? It was like another fucking universe of music that I had never heard. I mean, it took me... So that's the beauty of it in the beginning. George Carlin, I always quote him, always. But he said, you know, the thing with substance abuse is like starts out with a lot of gain, a lot of reward, very little risk or whatever. And he says, and eventually the scales tip and then it's all pain. And, and you say this isn't working anymore. Um, eventually. Um, and that's very true. Like when you first hear music stoned, you're just like, why wouldn't I always listen to it stoned? And then cut to six years later having smoked pot every day, I'm having a fucking panic attack on my friend's couch to like Michael Jackson, <laughs> you know, to like the least threatening music there is. And then you're like, okay, that's, we're going to pump the brakes on pot for a while. You know, drinking. If you haven't laughed drunk, you haven't laughed. You know what I mean? It's the hardest you'll ever laugh and, and the most fun you'll ever had and the loudest and, and most engaging you'll ever be until the night comes that you, you know, go on stage drunk uh, and and say a bunch of really rude shit and nobody, and you look up and the comics in the back are like, no. And you're like, oh, the back of the room's not supporting me either. I'm an asshole right now. So you always hit your lines. You cross your lines. Yeah. The problem is, though, that that zest never really goes away. You know, well, you're like, and this is just something I, I've, I've read, but like, that's one of the things with heroin is the first time you do it, it's this like 
the most amazing high you'll ever have. Right. But you can never match that again. Right. And then it's just trying to get back to that. Like people keep doing it, sure. trying to match that original high and keep doing more and more of it to try and get there. Sure. And they can't. And then it's like. Yeah, well, and look, that might be true about heroin. I'd say that's definitely not true. But again, about, I, I'm cool. If you guys want to do heroin, go do heroin. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely not true about pot. Yeah. Pot, I mean, I, I haven't been a regular pot smoker since I was, God, 22 years old probably. I still smoke it once in a while, uh, very, very once in a while. It still hits me like a fucking freight train. You know, if you smoke it every day, it won't, but you take... You t- you sm- if you yeah. smoke it once a week, every time it'll hit you hard. I think I might have been contact high when I did. What did it I feel d- like? Told you, it just made me really nervous to drive home, and like, and I was yeah. like, "Oh God, I hope cops don't find me." Like that was when I did that weed show I was telling you about. Yeah. And then like, and then as I was leaving, the guy just like hands me a bag of weed, and I was like, ah, "What do I?" And then I, like, and I was driving home, and I was like, "Oh God, what if?" What if I get what if I get pulled over? What if I'm driving weird and and, and I'm also like a sort of neurotic person, and it's like right. I, f- I feel like weed would do bad things to me. I don't think you'd be a good weed guy. I don't think so. I don't think you'd be a good weed guy at all. I uh, I don't think you'd be a good anything guy. I'm trying to picture you on any su- type of substance, and it's like, well, Nate's not a downer guy because because he's got such an engaging personality. He's funny. You're quick. You're, you're, you know, you're a charming guy. It's like, don't a downer would kill that. That sucks. You also don't need an upper because you're pretty locked in all the time. I think you're just one of those guys that doesn't need anything. The chemistry's balanced, man. It's a good balanced chemistry. Um, th- I will say this though. Uh, I'll, I'll do some NyQuil every now and then when I just like need a good night's sleep. Mm-hmm. And who boy, do I like that. Well, I feel like the one thing you would probably like is wine. I, I've thought the exact same thing. Like yeah. if, if, I, if the day comes where I decide to start drinking out, like wine, wine's what I'm going for, man. Red. Yeah, you'd like wine. It's warm. It makes you feel warm. Yeah. It's a nice, mellow uh, drunk. It, it's nice. It, wine is great for watching a movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whiskey, that kind of stuff. I, I don't know. I have friends that say they drink a, a scotch and watch a film. or I'm like, what, what? You know what I mean? I get like two whiskeys in me. I'm like standing up and fucking pacing like Jeff Goldblum in The Fly. <laughs> you hey, know, I like I don't even like taking prescription drugs. Like if I don't have to, I, I avoid them. Like when I had my wisdom teeth out, I was on Percocets. And like they made me feel real like nice and floaty. But I like... It made things stress me out so much. I remember my mom bought me the first season of Curb Your Enthusiasm on DVD, and I was watching it on Percocets, and I couldn't comprehend that it was a comedy, mm-hmm. and I just thought it was this show about this guy who just kept making bad decisions, and I was just like yelling at the screen, like, "No, like, why? <laughs> no, no, why would you say that? It's so rude. Don't say that." And like, it just made me so mad, <laughs> like. It like ruined the good feeling that the Percocets gave. Me. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you're, you're. I'm telling you, you're not a downer guy. It's gonna put you. I don't like that either. I never liked. You know, I remember like the phases of uh, in my past where we discovered Percocet or we discovered uh, uh, Vicodin or whatever, and we would take them and drink on them, which was very stupid. You shouldn't do that. Um, but my friends loved it. 
and I hated it. I'm a lethargic guy. I don't need to be brought down anymore. I like the stimulants. Mm. I like booze. Booze is a downer, but it's a stimulant first. It picks you up, and then it lets you fall asleep very peacefully. Uh, you don't always wake up so great, but it's a perfect drug for me. Picks you up, engages me, makes me more interested, more active, more locked in, and then lets me drift off slowly to sleep. So I don't lay in my bed thinking about, like, if I had a heart attack, it would probably feel like this, <laughs> you know, and start going through all that shit. Uh, which is why, <clears throat> and I say this with some concern, but um, I always liked uppers. Like, I, I, not that I did tons and not that I ever did tons of coke, but I've done it. And I loved it because it, it locked me in. It made me bad in a conversation a lot of the time. Not because I don't give a shit. I have a terrible attention span. And it drifts. It, I just drift, and I have a hard time locking in. And I just get tired. I always want to sit. I always want to lean. And I do that. You know, yeah. like, and I, the times I did cocaine, I was like, oh, my God, I feel alive. This is what regular enjoyment feels like. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk to everybody. This is great. You know, um, not, again, telling you that you should go do that. I'm just saying. Joe said. It, it was fun. Well, I have a bit in my act where I do say that, where I'm like, if you've never done coke, you're fucking retarded. Leave and go do it right now. So I was talking to a friend of mine who's a recovering alcoholic, and he's like, oh, you don't drink. Like, it's funny. People who are recovering alcoholics are almost offended that I don't drink. They're like, wait, you're not addicted to it and you don't do it? Fuck you, man. Like, Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is. it has always been the most confusing personality type to me. Um, you know, the per the guy... You know, look, man, every time I drink, I finger my cat. You're like, okay, I get why you stopped, you know? But, but you, I'm like, I just don't get why you never tried it, especially as a comic. Well, I get the whole you didn't need it, but I never... Here's the big question. This is what I want to get, get to the bottom of. Why did you never... How did the curiosity never pull you into it? I don't know. I just I don't have a huge curiosity for it. Like, Interesting. I, I don't know why. Um, I know like when I was a kid, my dad would let me taste his beer or whatever I, he was drinking and I would always taste it and be like, ew, like that, that doesn't taste good. Right. And I was like, and I was like, I guess I have to drink this when I get older though. And right. then I got always like, oh, I don't have to drink that. But, uh, I don't like in high school, some of my friends started drinking and mm -hmm. I would go, I remember, I remember the first time I went to a party where there was alcohol there. I was at my friend Al's house and like. And I was, I remember I was leaving and I was going, I was like, oh, Al's having a party. And my mom was like, was like, are people going to be drinking there? And I was like, probably. Right. <laughs> and she was like, okay, well, you know, don't, you know, don't drink. If you do, don't drive. Like, and, and mm -hmm. she, and she wasn't like, you're like, she wasn't strict with me or anything. And then when I went there is like, I didn't have to rebel against my parents or anything. So I was just right. like, oh, okay. And I had like one other friend with me who wasn't drinking and it was who drinks now, but at the time he wasn't. So it's was like, oh, okay, like I got my friend here. I sure. still had fun hanging out. Then I got to college and the my freshman year I was in this dorm. Uh, I got stuck in an all male dorm, mm -hmm. which was terrible. And yeah, that sucks. it was dudes who were just every night just drinking so much they were puking all over the place, getting in fights, like punching windows out. I think not having girls around, they were like, oh, we don't have to be careful at all. Like, 
like yeah. well it's like the thing yeah. you're stranded in this like wasteland and yeah. there's no chicks around and it's you no it's you no it's you you know and, it, and like these guys kept trying to get me to drink they kept trying to like trick me into drinking sure like which that pissed me off. I was like oh I will never drink with these guys like sure. they're assholes sure um and then and even when I got to college I wasn't like I'm not drinking in college I I was like oh I'm not drinking with these guys I I don't like these guys uh and then and then I met a friend of mine who became like my best friend and he was a straight edge guy. And so he didn't drink because he was like straight edge. But then I just had this guy that I hung out with all the time who wasn't drinking either. So it was like, Oh, okay, well he's here. So I don't need to drink. And we went to parties like where people were drinking, but, and like, and we just, Oh man, we had a lot of fun. <laughs> we did, just did real dumb stuff. <laughs> like what? Uh, oh, I can't, I'm like blanking on everything. We, oh, we'd show up with like, with just huge baguettes. Like we'd find like the longest piece of bread we could find and just like bring it to a party and be like, who wants bread? And like, this is, and, and we were just dumb and like, and we had this is it. so much fun. This is the sober stuff. And then, <laughs> so I feel like that just, it just turned into an <laughs> argument to drink. It's like, yeah, we, you know, we show up with bread, real act real crazy. I will say this. Yeah. The people who were who were drinking could not have been more pumped about that bread we showed up with. Like, well, yeah, we'd fuck watch yeah. it with bread. People would be cheering and be like, "Bread!" And everyone <laughs> would eat the bread. There you go. And it was like, and then like it's the but, yin and the yang. And we didn't go to a ton of parties either. We'd like, you know, we just like he worked at this movie theater, and we'd go there after hours and just like play video games on the big screen, and like, so we had stuff to do. Play video games. In a movie theater. In a movie theater. And you didn't smoke pot? No, man. Jesus, Nate. Uh, this is amazing. You got bread. You're not drinking. You <laughs> huge video games. You're not smoking. What are you doing? And uh, Yeah, and then it's like, I don't know. Like, And I, again, I'm still not saying I'll never drink or smoke. Like, It's totally possible I will. And like, I don't think you should ever smoke weed. I probably won't smoke weed. I, I don't think I'd be in it. Based on like, how I felt after that. That weird weed show I did. Yeah, um, I, 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 if you're that excitable without it, you shouldn't smoke it because all weed. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. And I've got my card because I've got a bad back, everybody. Uh, but I've been to the clinics and I've talked to the people and I, the experts. I get a little paranoid. What do you get? Da, da, da. Well, you need a sativa. It'll pick you up. You need an indigo. It'll bring you down. You need a hybrid. It's a little boat. Bullshit. All of it. All of it will make you paranoid on some level. Mm. There is no weed where it is super, cl unless you're somebody who's built for weed. But there is no weed, if you're not 100% built for weed, that's not going to make you a little fucking weird in some way that you're not going to like. Booze, however, zero paranoia. Yeah. Zero. Until the next morning when you're like, did I shit my pants? <laughs> <laughs> See me, I wake up, I'm like, oh, I know I shit my pants. <laughs> I here's here's another thing though, like because I get the same thing you do, where sometimes I'll be lying in bed and I'll be like, oh my back feels weird. Oh shit, I'm having a kidney stone right now. This is a kidney stone, and I'll kind of like get in my head and freak out. Right. And then I just like I'll put my headphones on and just like this is gonna sound like I'm I smoke weed, but I'll find the right song, man. And then right. it's like, and that totally will just like I'll get into that. And I'll calm down, and then I'll go to sleep. Right. Well, you know, it's it's. Is that Annie? She is here. 
Oh, okay. She, I just realized she texted, what's your address? And I was like, oh, fuck. But okay, that's good. She's here. Um, okay, let's, I'm sorry. Nate, what was the last thing you just said? Headphones, kid, kidney stone, put on the headphones, go to sleep. And that got you out of worrying about the kidney stone? Yeah. Like, it took my mind off it, got it on something else. So, so Ernie, right after he says that, just pick it up right here. So, music is your drug. I mean, Music's it's my it's, drug, it's, man. I, it's I, my anti-drug. <laughs> there was no way to say that without sounding like that. And I didn't I mean it like no, that. No, I know. It's just everybody has the beast that they need to soothe, and everybody's got their different thing yeah. to soothe it. You well, know? I mean, and you know, you've seen how, how often I go to Amoeba Records. Like, that's not healthy. Well, but. Nate, my problem is, is I go there as often, if not more often than you do, <laughs> and spend more money than you do, and still drink. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I, I don't know what it is. Let's figure, let's answer a few questions uh, in the end here. Uh, let's see. Here's one I love. This comes from at Boardwalk Empire, which is board like I'm bored, walk like I'm cooking in the walk empire. Um, do you believe in 12-step programs? What about psilocybin? What the fuck is that? MDMA therapy for addiction. MDMA is ecstasy, right? Um, yeah, that's that's getting you on. I think like hallucinogenic drugs to get off of hard drugs. I I think Jesus I could be Christ. wrong, but I I think that's a thing. What's your drugs drug parentheses s of choice drug or drugs? Uh, do I believe in twelve step programs? Uh, only if it's an irreparable uh, situation. Which I, I say this all the time. I don't think most quote addicts unquote are irreparable. I think a lot of people apply that addiction title incorrectly. Quite frankly, I think real addicts, when it comes to substance abuse, are about as rare as you know true like food addicts that eat cheeseburgers until they have to be like chainsawed out of their house. I don't think it's that real as real an epidemic as they make it sound like, you know, if, if, if drinking was that toxic and so dangerous to so many people, there wouldn't be a bar in every direction on every street that you look on you know, in every city across the country, the, the, the fucking country and the economy would collapse. It, there would, you know, so 12, 12 step programs only when necessary. Um, I think a lot of people use it as a club, as a place to go and say, I have so many problems because we all like to build our problems up, you know? And I think there's a huge difference between abusing alcohol and, and actual addiction. And I think most people just abuse alcohol. Why? Because life sucks and you fucking work all the time or you take shit or whatever it is and you, your dream gets shit on whatever and Friday night hits and you're like, I just want to get out of this for a little while. Can I just kind of forget? Um, and I can't speak to the other question about do I believe in hallucinogenics as therapy? I have no idea. I didn't even know that was a thing. Do you have any opinion on that, Nate? Um, I I I don't. Uh, but I know some people like need to just kind of there's stuff in their head that they need to escape from, and that's why they go to drugs or alcohol. Right. And and. Hard drugs, like in this, that's if this even is what that is. Um, like heroin, that's obviously never a good choice. Like, 
heroin's yeah. never ever ever a good agree. choice so it's like doing a drug that's that's a decent enough choice to replace it like that sounds that sounds good to me all right coming from a sober guy i think i love that and what's my drug of choice we all know it's cocaine <laughs> again i'm not just saying this to cover my ass I, I I've done it with no regularity, but if you if you pin me against the wall and said, Joe, what's the best one? I'd say, okay, without question, it's the super drug. It makes you feel like the best person you can possibly be. Mine is fuckable jars. <laughs> <laughs> Mayonnaise, Mayonnaise, jam. <laughs> Here's another one. What's the perfect age? This comes from Max King, Max underscore King 619. What's the age where you give up getting drunk every weekend? Max, I, I say never. I don't know why. Zero. <laughs> yeah, for Nate, it was zero. For me, I say never. I, I, you know, just because you, you get married and settle down and have some kids doesn't mean a switch has to go off that you can't have fun anymore. Pay $30 for a fucking sitter, $60, whatever it is, and go out and get fucking banged up with your wife if you want to have a good time. And if you don't want to, that's fine too. But I don't think there ever has to be that sort of grow-up age. Yeah. I just don't believe in that. I think it's stupid. I'll say this, like, I also don't have a ton of demons. Like uh-huh. maybe if if I did, like maybe maybe I'd maybe I'd drink. I don't know. Here's a strange question. What do you think about Colbert taking over for? <laughs> uh, thank you. I am Ryan Beck. We needed booze questions. <laughs> that's its uh, that's its own podcast, man. Uh, let's see. My experience. This comes from d- dot com. <laughs> <laughs> well, he spelled it C-O-M-M. I think it's supposed to be .com. I don't know. Maybe he's just spelling com weird. Uh, his handle is at CabooseCamel37. That's a good name. I like it. CabooseCamel. My experience with cocaine is that it is powdered regret. Wow. What good bad experiences have you had with it? Um, never had a bad one. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I did it, just just fucking just talking, man. Joe, I want, oh. you, I want you to do it so you have a bad experience. <laughs> Talking till 7 a.m., man, about anything. <laughs> Having a great fucking time bonding. I would say my most bonding moments. Uh, and I felt that way about acid, too. Acid and mushrooms. Very bonding-type drugs. We're seeing things. We're in a fucking revved-up state right now. We're talking crazy, but it's awesome. Oh, I, I have a funny drug-related thing to share. Sure. You might enjoy this. Um, the first time I ever had Tylenol PM. Mm-hmm. Um, so Tylenol PM, if you don't drink alcohol, it hits you harder than it would hit a normal person. Okay. Um, and the first time I w- went to visit my girlfriend's family, she's from Utah. I went out, I flew out there to hang with her and, and meet her whole family. Sure. And I got elevation sickness there, which is just your body not adjusting to the elevation there. And you basically just get like this really bad fever um, that doesn't go away until your body just like adjusts to it. Okay. Uh, so I was really sick in their basement, just feeling miserable. And then her mom gave me um, two Tylenol PMs. She's like, this will help you sleep. So right. I was like, okay. So I took them. I'd never taken anything like this before. I didn't know what it was going to do. I thought I thought I'd just go to sleep and I'd be done. Right. But I could feel my whole body just kind of relaxing. Yeah. And I didn't know what was going on. And I thought that my body was shutting down and all my organs were going to turn off. And right. I was convinced I was going to die. Mm-hmm. So I just started crying, like, out of control. First time I ever met my girlfriend's parents. 
just like crying, like, oh, it's killing me. I'm going to die. Right, right. <laughs> Nate, I'm going to reiterate, never smoke pot. <laughs> you will have a stroke. It's, don't I, yeah, I uh, don't want to. Your poor girlfriend, her dad was upstairs like, she's she's dating a pansy. <laughs> 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 he's down there crying from Tylenol PM. Yeah, but now he's seen me on TV dancing in my underwear, so he knows I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got time for one or two more questions. <laughs> I love this. This is from Chad, at Chaz underscore Lam, Lambergin, L-A-M-B-O-R-G-H-I-N. My 54-year-old roommate claims crack is amazing. Never tried it. What's your experience with it? First of all, I love that they think I have crack experience. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for putting me putting me up there on the pedestal. Second of all, uh, I think you answered your question with the question. You have a 54-year-old yeah, yeah. roommate. <laughs> there you go. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. All right. Um, let's see if there's one more good one. This is from at G... B-U-T-E-R-A-09, if you made love to a tranny while under the influence of one beer, would you tell your pals you were ripped when you did it? No, I'd own it, and it wouldn't even take one beer. You've talked about it a lot. You talk about how you, you straight up want to do that. Uh, not with all trannies. There's, I mean, I'm not saying just, that in a one. disrespectful way. Uh, I just Joe? mean there's one that I transsexuals, really... Transsexuals, please. Transsexuals, excuse me. <laughs> uh, and she's my friend, and I'm friends with her and her husband, but her name's Bailey J. It's no secret that I have mm -hmm. an attraction to her, and... Wouldn't even take one beer to get me in the sack with old Bailey. Um, what are a few reasons why booze and drugs are considered culturally offensive and thus age restricted? That's from Nate Foreman. Um, I think I think that's what we were saying before about they shouldn't be age restricted. It's stupid. I hate that there's a switch people throw, you know, at like thirty five or whatever, and they go, ah, now grown up now. We don't we don't go to do drink specials anymore. Fuck. Well, he's talking about age limit, like being at 21 to be able to buy. Oh, is that what he's saying? Oh, I read it wrong. I thought he was saying, like, okay. Um, well, I don't know why they're considered culturally offensive. I mean, I know in Italy there is no drinking age, mm -hmm. and there's a far less higher rate of alcoholism. Yeah, most there. of your... It's also... It's more so the culture than the age, I think, is that it's it's basically introduced to people as something to do and it's like that's why people don't have the experience where all of a sudden they go to college and like oh my god i can drink and then they just go nuts on it like right uh it's just it's just a part of your life already i agree i i went to catholic school for 12 years and i had friends at the catholic school that i went to um that were held under a very very hard lock and key yeah. by their parents in all walks of immorality uh, you know, they just weren't allowed to do anything. You know, they can watch these types of movies. They couldn't drink. They couldn't obviously smoke. They couldn't, you know, it was everything. And some of these guys went fucking batshit when they got to college. You know, yeah. they just, a lot, some of them were the guys that had kids like by like 21 because they just went rampant with like fucking and, you know, and, and it's, I, I was always thankful that my parents were very open-minded they didn't condone it, but when I started to drink when I was 18, I said to my mom and dad, I drink. I'm not hiding it from you. When I started smoking pot at 19, I told them. I was like, I'm not hiding it. My dad once had a talk with me when I was a teenager, and he was like, hey, I understand you're a teenager. You're going to want to 
probably going to want to try doing drugs. If you do, I just ask that you bring them home and do them with me so I know you're safe. I'm like, yeah, so you know I'm safe. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah. But, like, I've never had my parents be like, don't you fucking dare do that stuff. Like, Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, you like, know. If we all of a sudden didn't have a drinking age tomorrow, like if tomorrow there it's like, hey, no more drinking age, that'd be a huge problem. Like sure. a bunch of kids would die immediately. Sure. Uh, but it's like, yeah, it, it's a cultural thing. Like if the culture around it changes, then you don't need the drinking age. Yeah, I, I, I think we'd be better off without a drinking age, and I think we'd be better off with legal drugs. Yeah. You know, and we're kind of getting there, I guess. Pot legal in two states now. Yeah. And I don't know. Also, I'm all for I'm all for legalized weed, man. I don't do it, but uh, yeah, it's, and it's like that. That means it should be a thing, right? It should be. If a guy who doesn't do it thinks it should be legal. If a guy that's all about bread is into <laughs> legal weed, I'd say, yeah, let's do it. Uh, last question. This is from at M Faller, F-A-L-L-E-R. How do you feel about drinking alone? We actually just did a huge monologue about that on the Pete Holmes show, uh, and I think that airs soon. So watch that, and I agree with everything Pete says in that monologue. Because uh, you wrote it all. Huh? Because you wrote it all. I wrote a lot of it. <laughs> yes, uh, you know. So, uh, so in short, I'm not against it. Um, so anyway, uh, this was great. Uh, I think we learned a lot about why some guys never drink. I think we learned a little more about why some depressed people do. Um, and in the end, I think uh, you're not wrong or you're not right for doing it either way. I just look if you can have fun playing Jenga, fucking go for it. And if you can't. Don't carry a, a, a cross about, about having a couple of whiskeys on a Friday night. And if you're out of control, then give it up and get into the 12th step, and uh, everybody else just have fun. I hope we can get to a point where you can drink in front of me and feel fine with it. I, I feel fine enough. It's not going to stop me. Let's make, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel fine enough about it. I want to get to a point where I could do hard drugs in front of you and wouldn't feel weird. Let's, That's really being comfortable Joe, with yourself. Joe, we got a few weeks left. Before I go back to New York, let's floor let's it. Make that a goal. <laughs> uh, Nate, thanks for being here. It was great. Thanks what for having wanna, me. Joe. Yeah, of course. What do you want to plug? Uh, the Team Submarine album, Glass Matthew. It's on iTunes, Amazon, all over the place. We also have another album called Correctamundo, but the new one is Glass Matthew. Uh, and uh, oh, check out my great web series with Alice Wetterland called Best Web Series. Yeah, um, it's real great. Look it up online on YouTube. I love it. It's it's it's. It's going to change the web series game. <laughs> yeah, and by glass, Matthew, it's hilarious. Uh, Nate, thanks. Thank you, Joe.